Chef Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? And jumped onto Wikipedia. I was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, you have tuned into episode 76 of the Star Wars Archives, the Utini Network Podcast, where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Kudu out of it. I've been saying this for 76 episodes. Okay. Um, I am Jose, <laughs> aka Joxy of the Utiniverse, and joining me today is the, I don't know, the, the R2 to my C-3PO or something like that. Mr. Trevor Davey. You can tell that Jose didn't have a pre-prepared oh! line there because that's one of the worst you've ever done. I know. Frankly, well, that's... I'm insulted. Well, yeah, because you would be more of a C-3PO to my R2-D2, if anything. It oh, that's be... or... or Mistress Nemos. And I'll let someone go what? on Wikipedia and figure out what that is. Um, you didn't even I'm let me go to timeline. Wikipedia to look <laughs> no. that up. What the, what the heck is that? I... I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Um, okay. I'm Trev, keeper of a timeline page over at utini.com. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media, and I've read over a thousand Star Wars books and comics. Yeah. Jose, um, <laughs> you, what are we, we doing? Well, what are we doing this, in this show? Don't you typically say that, or do we stop saying that too? Uh, I've not got that on my show notes. Am I looking at a different <laughs> one? No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> all right, today, what are we doing today is... Um, I'm going to give you a clue, Trev. Well, give our listeners, you know what we're talking about. But, you know, today we're going to be stepping softly in a danger zone. Okay? We, like, Are you we know... talking no, about Top Gun? No weapons in hand. You know, it's just this brain designed by man has got me in trouble again. In trouble again. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I put my life in jeopardy in the service of my friends. I wouldn't care, but it's a dangerous affair. Oh, I know where you're again. going. Trouble again. <laughs> in trouble. In trouble. In trouble, Trev. Are you ready to get into the danger zone? Yes. We are talking about droids today, guys. And if you have any idea where that comes from, that is from the infamous or fantastic i don't know what we want to call it it is from star wars droids a 1980s cartoon show um we're not talking only about this show itself we're talking about droids in general and i figured that you know what better way to bring up the fact that we're talking about droids than the intro to the tv show about star wars droids that written by Stuart copeland the bassist for the police really Really? Good. That's a good fact. And, uh, <laughs> I know. All right. Well, there's that. And so, yeah, so we're talking about droids. And the reason we're doing this is because uh, we also have a, a guest today. I, I, maybe I should have figured out exactly. Do I introduce a guest first or do I do my lyrics thing? Anyways, 
Um, we have a guest today, and we, well, I have, we've talked about her in the past. She is my my very lovely fiance for another 50-something days today. Uh, so hopefully we can get through this engagement and get to the married part at some point. Um, I'm soon. glad you're clarifying that you're getting married, not that there's a timer on your relationship. Yes. Because, you know, that was a bit, well, was a bit vague. <laughs> who knows? You know, it's all for grabs. Like, I may really mess up by talking too much about droids today. Um, I don't know how... If- I don't know how this is going to go today. But anyways, she is here and, you know, she is, uh, she, um, how oh, she knows some stuff about Star Wars. We, she's been watching also like, you know, Ahsoka with me and a few other Star Wars stuff that has come out. Uh, she is, I mean, I can say so many things and I know that I, I feel like now I'm being put on the spot because, and I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen after this. Anyways, um, she she is not only just here because she is my fiance, even though that kind of just made the part, you know, kind of uh, the reason why we started talking about droids in general. But uh, she is also a member of the Writers Guild. So I don't know. Maybe she didn't have anything else to do today because she's still on strike. So <laughs> that's why she probably said yes to being in this show. So anyways, um, Kate, Kate Duffy is with us today. So Kate, do you want to say, I don't know, introduce, say hello to our audience here. Say a little bit about yourself, I guess, or something. (laughs) Okay. All right. Hi. Hello, audience. (laughs) Yeah, I am Kate. I am this fiance and uh, I am here to learn about all things Star Wars. I'm very excited to be here. Um. No, but I do. Yes, I I am. You're right. I am in the Writers Guild. uh, So I have not worked since May 1st. So I'm crashing the podcast because I'm running out of hobbies. So (laughs) you you were that bored. It's like, what what can I do on a Sunday morning? Let's talk Star Wars. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is what you do when you're bored. This is what most people on on our end of, of, of the, I don't know, society just do because we want to do it then yes no i no i like (laughs) no i no i like so i've I've done podcasts like i had my own podcast for like seven years and so i've just you know jumping back in the saddle again it's just exciting yeah you had an actual you had a a proper mic and everything so yeah you're you're not new to this no i'm not new to completely professional the idea of podcasts i'm aware of what a podcast (laughs) does and is so, so, so Jose pitched this episode to me, and he was like, "We're going to get Kate on. We're going to talk about droids. Uh, apparently, Kate's done questions, which I think is great, uh, and we're going to get to them." But Kate, whose idea was it? Have you just been desperate to be on this whole time and waiting for the topic that really spoke to you, that you had thoughts on, and really wanted to dive into, or were you really just had no other plans today? Uh, Jose just was like, "Hey, do you want to be on the podcast?" I said, "Okay." <laughs> it was right. a very Good. well. Uh, yeah, okay, yes, but th- there's a there's a little bit more of a there's more to that than me just sort of randomly. <laughs> I mean, that is what that is literally what I said. I mean, I think I even texted you about it like two days ago. Um, but we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks just because I think that this came up um, a couple of weeks ago, right after Trev. Um, you and I and uh, and Oz recorded the Hunters episode because we talked about Gunk Rock 
in there and then i was telling yep. case like oh yeah there's this this book and then there's you know they they have gunk rock and then i had to go we went down it's like you know we were then talking about gunk droids and and because i felt that that would be the kind of a gunk droid has the energy of that that kate likes and i don't know what that says about me maybe i am the gunk droid in- <laughs> <laughs> but that is the kind of energy and vibe that apparently she is really into when it comes to like characters on on tv shows and movies and such so actually yeah now that you're on this i'm gonna put you on the spot kate yeah what is it about those kinds of characters that you like um and it, is that this do i have the same qualities of a gunk droid yeah you totally do. <laughs> i do <laughs> You know, you know what it is. It's like it's a it's the gunk droids. It's the any sort of creature that is pure innocence and earnestness, and just has a little task it's got to do, and it just does it with all of its heart. And it's too <laughs> pure for this world. You know, that's I, I like. I get very like emotionally attached to like when I see like actual robots out in the world, uh, like doing jobs nowadays. You know, like security bots and little waiters um because i'm just like oh they're too pure for this like someone's gonna hurt them and i just it's an instant protectiveness and that's like you jose you know you're very (laughs) earnest and just joyful and i just you know yeah all right i'll i'll take that you're my gun (laughs) oh you should add you should (laughs) save that for the for the um for the wedding for the for the vows (laughs) i I think that (laughs) Our listeners would appreciate that. Um, so anyways, yeah, that, that's sort of what started the whole conversation. And then we had kind of like, yeah, we sort of stopped talking about it. And then last week, after or right before watching like the latest episode of Ahsoka, uh, we were talking about Chopper. And, and the whole thing that came up, at least for me, was like the Chopper that we're getting, the live action Chopper, is not the, it's not the cartoon Chopper. It's not the animated Chopper. Chopper is... A little bit of a psychopath in the in in rebels, and we're not quite getting just, just that flavor. Just a bit, you know. He did murder a fellow droid in that one episode. Where he just like kicked him out of the door when as the doors were closing, even though the that droid was sort of helping them. He's like, "No, you, I don't want another droid in here," and he just like full on kicked him out. So and <laughs> and murdered another droid. But um, so then that so I was trying to explain this to Kate as well. And so then we ended up watching this like twenty something minute, um, just best of Chopper, and so yeah. So then that happened a couple, you know, last week, and here we are. Now we're we can full on talk about droids like Chopper, like Gunk Droids, and Droids the Cartoon, and anything else that apparently Cake has wants to ask about. I guess that sounds like a perfect episode, right? That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's today's episode. So, um, tr- uh, Trev, where, where do you want to start then? Do you want to just like let like let's get Kate's first question, or what do you want to do? Uh, I just want to throw a bit in there. So, since we are going to talk about droids and everything about droids and specific droids and all of that sort of stuff, I just wanted to throw in some Star Warsy facts about what determines a droid first. I want to okay. do that. This at the beginning, and then we can go and see what happens from there. So, the definition of a droid in the Star Wars universe is a mechanical and or electronic construct designed and put into service to assist organic life. So, that's pretty much what droids do. 
and then there are five different classes of droids. Mm-hmm. So you have class one. So these droids are found in the fields of medicine, mathematics, and physical sciences. Class two perform engineering tasks, environmental work, and advanced starship repair. Class three are built to interact with humans and other organic beings in tasks including protocol, tutoring, and childcare. Random, but that's a you know legal definition. <laughs> uh, class four droids are dangerous automata built for violence. Security droids being the most benign, while assassin droids are the most malicious. Class 5 droids are typically built without advanced cognitive modules and do work as like basic labor units in jobs such as lifting, maintenance, and sanitation. And that is from Cybot Galactica, which are one of the biggest manufacturers of droids in the galaxy. There, so that's what a droid is. So the, li- the little uh, droids that... Um... Said in uh, in Mandalorian that that hold up a cape that would be a class five. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's a basic labor unit that does a job such as lifting. That's what they want. It doesn't say they they have to lift. (laughs) They're actually assassin droids. That's what I was saying. That's the smartest way to do it. Is like you just slip one in, and you know somebody tugs the cape a little too hard or in the wrong direction. There you go. Oh, it just throws you into oncoming traffic. Yeah, make an assassin droid that looks like. (laughs) Of a class five droid. Ooh, that's a good class four droid right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 4.5. <Sneaky>. <laughs> 4.5 droid. Uh, all right. No, thank you. That's I didn't know that they were split into five. I mean, do they even talk about that in uh they never mention cl- do they mention classes in, in live action? Uh no, I don't think so, but that little spiel just now was from the new essential guide to droids which is a reference book by Daniel Wallace, same guy who wrote Jedi Path from last episode. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a few years old now. It's a bit out of date, but I think the same thing applies in canon as it did okay. in Legends. So, so, Kate, I do have a question. I'm going to assume that you have a passing familiarity with Star Wars just through osmosis, um, having spent you know many hours around Jose and... Watching all the shows and movies. Uh, yeah, I uh, so you know, in the spirit of how you typically introduce the show, where you say like all the comics you've read, all the novels you've read, and everything. Um, yeah, I I I also created a list of my experience with Star Wars. Okay. So I have seen eleven and a half live action Star Wars movies, including including one of the Ewok movies. I don't remember which one. <laughs> <laughs> um and the half is uh solo i couldn't I, I i just i fell asleep halfway through um okay i've seen all the live action series uh i have seen four episodes of rebels and i have read 10 percent of one star wars novel lost stars we- oh, okay <laughs> uh i've also seen the christmas special three times this was long oh, wow. long before i met jose i this was on my own accord um in a row no no over three it, it's a holiday tradition uh, i did watch one this time no i i did watch once with jose actually i was the first one yes. that like made him sit down and sit through the whole thing so that was actually me that made him <laughs> sit through it uh and yes. i was i waited in line to see phantom menace as a child uh on opening weekend so you know uh this is also way before jose and i was princess leia for halloween when i was 12 so I think you, I think you definitely qualify. Yeah. 
you've dressed up as more Star Wars characters than I have in my life, so maybe... that's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> well, because like I think they're maybe well, yeah. I don't think I ever dressed up as one when I was a kid, but it's probably also just because at least now as an adult, like I would want to do it so perfectly that nothing up to that level will do. Like it has to, you know, if I'm gonna wear like a Jedi robes, it has to have the right like amount of texture. Like not just like it's not just a brown fabric. It has there's like layers to that. Like so, you know, if, if I'm gonna do it, it needs to be done right, and if I'm gonna do it right, it's really expensive. And let's be honest though, our our listeners wouldn't want to see you in Jedi robes. They want to see you in the slave layer outfit. They want to uh, see you in the bikini. I I mean maybe I, maybe I, that I, should be a patron goal. <laughs> and let's not. <laughs> I will. Let's I not. will contribute to that. Oh God! <laughs> All right. Okay. Change. Going back to getting back on track on this episode. Droids. Um, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Trevor. So any- apparently, Kate has prepared some questions. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what they are. I have no idea where this episode is going to take us. So I thought we'd just dive in and let Kate dictate the flow of a conversation, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Oh God. Okay. Well, you've already answered my first question, which is, what is a droid? Because um, okay. I, I have referred. What? Well, no, I, I can, I can also. If that was your first question, then I can, I can. Well, you can finish the question if there's some, some like a second part to it. But I can have, I can add something to it. Okay. Well, yeah, because I had initially, I had referred to a droid as a robot, and Jose got very upset by this, and <laughs> and then I tried to clarify. I was like, well, how is it not a robot? And so this, so maybe this is the part two of the question is, uh, is what is the difference between a droid and a robot? Um, all right. I don't know if I'm... Trev, you can pick that up after what I'm going to say. Because I may... I'm going to try okay. to to answer that a little bit. And with some real life stuff. So outside... Because I don't know if, uh, if the term robot exists within Star Wars. So as far as I know, it's only droid. But... So what I was going to say is... So, you know, the in real life... The word, the word droid obviously comes from android, right? And which means man-like. Yes. And so it was stylized as it was like made to be just droid in the novelization of Star Wars A New Hope. And ever since then, it's just always been called just like droid, like apostrophe droid. Um, so, but something else to that is like, I thought it'd be to answer the question about what a droid is. It's George Lucas's like, thoughts about what droids are so okay there's a quote that he said um referring to um episode four a new hope so he, george lucas said well the droids were there to serve obviously droids are servants of man they do as they are commanded and all that kind of stuff but at the same time i love droids they're my favorite people i didn't want them to be called robots even the robots in THX are very friendly. They're not malevolent. In Star Wars, I really wanted to get into the robots and their problems in life. A little equal time for robots who have taken a lot of shit over the years and have never really had a chance to prove themselves. So that's George Lucas talking about his idea behind droids and what they are and what they do. So he basically and says that they are robots. Yeah, and he basically... He has just said 
I just didn't want to call them robots because he wanted a cooler sounding name. So yeah. to answer the second part of the question, there is no difference between droids and robots. <laughs> they are the same thing. Yeah. And on the on the Wikipedia page, if you put robot into the search, it redirects to droids and says droids less commonly referred to as robots. Mm-hmm. So the term does Ooh. exist. Yeah. Because well, I know there's... Go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, well, no, there, there's the last bit of that. There's something else that about George, about George Lucas defining or his intention behind droids is that he also didn't... Um, he did not intend droids to be sentient themselves because I think that's another question that always comes up. But um, George Lucas did not intend for droids to be sentient. He stated that um, some droids like C-3PO and R2-D2 are very human in nature, but they have no soul and they're only programmed to act like human beings, which I feel like that just adds another layer there to this whole conversation. Where apparently, apparently for back then, they were not intended to be sentient. They are just programmed. Even though they develop a little bit of personality over time, they themselves... Like they're they don't count as sentient beings apparently. So they're not conscious, so they're just oh wow. That's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just programmed to have personalities. Mm-hmm. Well that was my next question, but yeah. <laughs> what was what was the question? It was are the personalities programmed, learned, or happenstance? Like I I mean uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and what whatever the intention was, obviously, obviously has, I would say, evolved over time, just because, you know, you've had also so many different creators and collaborators in the Star Wars universe. So I'm sure that the same way that with a new movie or a new TV show, there's always a possibility for new force powers to be to be invented just because of whatever the story needed. Then I think it's the same thing with droids where like maybe that was not the original intention but just like when we first create AI, which is, you know, also kind of relevant to conversations with uh, with the writer's guild being on strike. <laughs> um, yes. But, you know, we're not intending for artificial intelligence to really develop sentience. But, you know, anyone who has watched The Matrix or The Terminator, we know what happens. So when... But also, oh. also, we actually see C-3PO get his memory wiped in Rise of Skywalker, and he has exactly the same personality after it, which oh. means it can only be programmed, not learned. So when they're bickering with each other like an old married couple, like they're just two programs, like going back and forth. They have no consciousness. Mm-hmm. They're no, they're zero awareness of the bickering. And somebody put like a bicker chip into them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that was want... just that that you know, bickering can be just like broken down to just like ones and o's like it's just it's just code apparently oh boy well because i mean if you think i but it's also possible right because then if you you know we talk about someone like triple zero and there's also even just um because the reason why droids cannot have supposedly the you know uh use the force is because they don't have any sentience um and or midichlorians or midi you know and or midichlorians but then there was a whole theory that triple zero, triple zero, Kate, is a droid that is a protocol droid. So he looks just like uh, C-3PO, but he's black. 
like he's a black like metal droid with like red eyes and he is also a psychopath and he just wants to kill humans um so he there's this, <laughs> they gotta this take that chip com- out this is in the comic books and one of the things that he believes is that if you can there's a i forget the name of the protocol trev so if you remember then jump in but what um what he was convinced was that if you can run human blood as the oil to power up a droid, then that droid would be able to have the force. I don't remember that. Um, yes. Was that early in the Afro run? I think so. Yeah, because it was okay. when, they were, when they were first introduced. So this is like 2015, 2016, whenever uh, the Dr. Afro comics started to come out. Um, there was a, it was triple zero is the is is that droid, and then there was also an R two D two type uh, droid. Which um, what was what was his name? Do you remember that one? Yeah, so uh, that's BT one. Now I think you'll like this, Kate, based on what you were saying earlier about purity of purpose. So this BT one, uh, so triple zero is the way he is because he's had a certain program in implanted into him. It was basically like a, a secret weapon from the Empire. Here's like a murder program. You know, we'll put it in this droid. But BT-1 is just like it. So he's a little R5 sort of astromech droid. And you've seen the scene where like R2 has all these little arms and stuff come out. He's got that, but we're all weapons. Oh. So he's he's a prototype blast tech. No, uh, blast, yeah, blast tech droid instead of astromech droid. Yeah. And again... Just likes to kill things and blow things up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him. Yeah. So he, again, he's, he's one single purpose mm-hmm. and he's driven by it. And so but these two droids in the comics, they're the, they're the evil R2 and 3PO, basically. Mm-hmm. And they sort of bicker between each other as well. But it's normally about, you know, what murder would be best. How yeah. best to kill this person. Yes. Oh, I appreciate that. That's, uh, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's, it's very much like this these personalities are then really part of the programming i mean and, and i would say because then i'm it makes me think of my favorite droid which is k2so and you know i, I really like his personality but because you know very sort of like drawl sort of like you know humor and but i think that um it's also possible that when you're turning or you know when you're reprogramming a droid that whatever their personality is could be a result of like just messing up with original programming. So not so much that they were programmed to be a certain way, but that a personality is just the byproduct of messing up with original programming. Possibly. Possibly. I don't think, I I can't think of anything, any books that really kind of specify it. I know that we've got droids of different characteristics and, maybe even more sentient than others. Yeah. Um, but I don't know whether personalities and where they come from has ever been really explored. Yeah. yeah so, no, be. we cannot answer your question. <laughs> so when a droid dies, then I guess they can't really die because there wasn't anything really there to begin with. And you could just make the same droid and just tell it, like, oh, you're this guy. And it goes, okay. Uh, well... <sighs> So each droid has its own neural core, oh. which is essentially their electronic brain. So I guess if you remove that, then you are killing the droid. Oh, no. But then yeah. you may also have 
so you have the battle droids in like Phantom Menace when that one ship is blown up by Anakin, all the droids power down because they're like a hive mind. Mm-hmm. So do, mm. do they have individual personalities or Oof. are they just drones of uh overriding computer? This well, it also, yeah, I mean, it also depends on, um, I would think that it's just because you're programmed to have a certain personality yet they all still have their own individual experiences, right? Because these are, you know, with having the neural core, like they all still have in different personality, uh, different experiences than the same protocol droid that was in another environment, right? So C-3PO is doing some kind, you know, he's within the rebellion doing this and that. And then there's another protocol droid that is just like, uh, there's the one in, in Mandalorian that is just like in that classroom. So they all go through very different kinds of things and they are programmed to react and learn from whatever they're doing. So I don't, I think that there is a level of, you know, just, I, I mean, there is a level of artificial intelligence in there. I don't know how much of that could be counted as sentience, but there's definitely like something that d- does make every single droid unique, even though they may have been programmed with the same personality as another droid. Okay. There's well, a there's a story that I'm trying to remember. It's, I'm sure it's a comic, and I can't remember where it came from, but it's one of the B1 battle droids, and he remembers weirdly every time he was killed throughout the Clone Wars. So he was killed more than once, and then obviously I'm guessing his neural core was put back into a fresh battle droid in order for him to be killed again. Is he isn't that just cat world? <laughs> I can't I can't remember any more specifics. I just remember I can't remember like the end of the story, what purpose that serves for the story, whether he's got, you know, an irrational fear of lightsabers or something. I don't know. Um Oh yeah. So but I, yeah, he he definitely died over and over. Oh man. Well yeah, because so I mean I wonder if that leaves trauma or if they're just like, okay, now I learn not to die that way. But I, the, the droid was definitely affected. I, I can't, generally can't remember where this is from. It might have been one of the Star Wars Adventures comics. Um, but it's told from that droid's point of view, this story. So he was definitely affected by it. Aww. Poor guy. Well, you know, those oh. violent... What is it? Beautiful, violent delights. What is that, that thing? These violent delights have violent ends. There you go. Or something like exactly. that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this this sort of segues into my next question, which you might have answered already. But um, so I, in Return of the Jedi, there is a gonk droid that's being tortured in Jabba's palace. Yes. Uh-huh. And um, this is this is a two part question. One, uh, what does Jabba have to gain expending resources to torture a walking battery, essentially? <laughs> And, and part two is oh, why why were gonk droids programmed to feel pain and, scr- and <laughs> scream? Why were they programmed to so, so they're programmed that they can say gonk and scream? That's all they can do. They can all they can say why? I mean, okay, that's actually that's a great question. Yeah, that's a really, yeah. like, it's like, and I'm gonna yeah, Trev, you you can take this one because I so have no psych- idea. It's so sociopath like. 
or design these things to be like all they can do is charge batteries and feel pain. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining like the guy at the drawing board going, "Listen, I'm inventing this great droid. They're going to be really useful. You know, who doesn't need a walking battery? Hmm. What if we make it scream <laughs> for, for no other reason? Just because it's funny. Look, well, no. well, we can let it, we'll make it be able to say gunk and scream. Like, those are the only two inputs of, like... <laughs> and it's a human so. scream. It's not even like, it's not like a, ah. It's like a, it's like, it sounds like a child writhing in pain. <laughs> oh, my God. As for why that droid is being tortured, I'm sure that story's, sure that story's being told. Um, but what's weirder is that the droid that's doing the torture... EV99, she's doing it, and it is a she, because she likes it. Because oh. she gen- she generally does enjoy causing others pain. Like, a proper, proper psychopath. Well she's done. not there... just doing it because she's ordered to do it. She loves it. <laughs> There's a lot of psychopathic droids then, because we, we've only, you know, we've been talking for, what, like a half hour here? And <laughs> yeah. we've... I think we've talked about more psychopathic droids than non-psychopathic droids. Well, I would say as an armchair psychologist, I would I would classify like Chopper as a sociopath because he's oh. not trying to hide the fact that he's trying to murder everybody. He's very, he's, <laughs> he's gleeful about it. Oh, yeah. Like the amount of times that like, he just shoots and electrocutes Ezra and that in the, the ghost, like it's insane. Kind of... There's also, um, we have to mention HK-47 droids from the Knights of the Old Republic games, again, uh, like assassin droids, but notorious for hating humans. Just calls them meatbags the whole time in the game. Why would a human make that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, there's lots of other species. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Was, hey, that's oh, a good point. yeah. Well, yeah, because the, the species. Yeah, well... <laughs> the battle battle droids, the B ones, like they're not designed by humans. They were designed. Um, that's why they look a little more insect like, right? So, um, so wait, but if droid is means man like, would then B ones be called droids? Well, I guess Ooh. maybe May- maybe humans invented droids, oh. and then other species what. I mean, you know, once you learn how to make a neural core, yes. then everybody can do it. Yeah, it was like, was it the Geo- Geonosians or whatever like that that they were the ones making the V ones? Yeah, because you've got the whole um, factory from yeah. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah. Although um, this was a fun fact, uh, kid. Do you have any questions about the history of droids? Actually, yes. I was going to ask who was the first droid <laughs> mm-hmm. or what. Or what was Trev? Do you know? Do you know anything about the history of droids, Trev? Uh, I have I no. have some some facts here that maybe might either trigger some memories for you, Trev. Or I I know that they go back. I think like the earliest known example was like thirty thousand years before A New Hope. That's figures sticking in my brain for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but that yeah, uh, that's all I got. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's precise. That's actually the, the... I mean, of course, the keeper of the timeline in Utini would know exactly when, because <laughs> it is, that is exactly the right date. It is uh, 30,000 uh, years before the Battle of Yavin, 
that uh, this um, give or take. Yeah, give or take. That's more or less. Yeah, historians say that's when um, when droids were like came to be. Uh, so it also, nevertheless, like for millennia, droids served in galactic society alongside organic beings, according to the B one ser- series battle droid R O G R or Roger. Oh, Roger. Roger, Aww. exactly. Uh, the bond between organic and mechanical life forms were tenuous, with the former fearing that droids would rise up against their masters. Though several droid revolts took place, Roger claimed that an unspoken understanding between human and droid cultures kept everyone working on the same team throughout the ages. So, so yeah, they've been around for since before the Jedi's, because the Jedi Order was found when? Uh, 25,000 years mm-hmm. before A New Hope. So they were there before uh, five, about 5,000 years before the Jedi. Wow. So It's impressive. Or, yeah. Is there, um, like, an oldest droid? Like, is there a droid that's been around for thousands of years? Uh, Hu Yang has been around for a long time. Yep. Uh, I can't remember how long, but it does say in timelines, it gives, like, a, an activation date for him. And again, it's hundreds, if not thousands of years yeah. Oh, good for so, him. Yeah, you know, David Tennant has been around for a long time. So, you know, he's, he's, he's a bit of a time lord himself, that, uh, that Ho Yang. So. But then also, you've got to think, they, they are also machines. You've got to, like, your car's not going to live forever, even, even if you take really good care of it and service it all the time. It's eventually going to break down. Well, you can replace... Surely it's the same with droids as well. Well, you can replace so parts. Is it like a ship of Theseus thing then? With the if they keep replacing their parts, at what point is it no longer the same droid, or is it just because of the if the little brain stays the same, is it the same droid? Yeah, because well, they can um, they can build themselves. You you have instances of droids that of you know changed their original body shape or uh, modified themselves kind of beyond repair. Uh, what's the um, Lando's droid, L3. She yeah. updated all her systems. She uh, boosted her own programming as a way to, you know, become more than she was. And a, again, a big believer in droid rights as well. Yeah, but then she also became the Millennium Falcon. So is she still a droid? Yeah, but or... that wasn't by choice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the Millennium Falcon, is what... Uh... So the Millennium Falcon is a droid? Oh, yeah, because you didn't finish so, uh, Solo. Yeah, since, since, since you fell asleep. Um... <laughs> I tried again, in my defense. I tried to watch it again, and yeah. I fell asleep again. So <laughs> so she she gets killed, and she was also like the navigator and knew all the space charts. So they had to upload her brain into the Falcon to help them get to where they were going. Which means when... In the original trilogy, when you see Han Solo calling the ship like Sweetheart and Baby, it's because he actually knew the droid that had their brain uploaded. So he's talking to the droid, not the ship. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fantastic. And and Lando is a little you know, he's uh you know, he he loves anything that walks. Um I think that's been like that's canon now. Um, yeah, yeah, it he, it, he can... it was heavily implied that they had relations. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, so he's had sex with the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yes. I guess so, yes. I mean, at the well, very least, before before she became the Millennium Falcon, at the very least, as a as an actual, like, bipedal droid, it is heavily implied that they had some sort of romantic thing. But it can't be romantic if they're just all programming. It's like, and if it's an unconscious creature, like... But maybe not for Lando. Lando, like, he he's not programmed. Or is he? Are we programmed? <laughs> Wait, Lando is a droid? Wait, what? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I was like, you just blew my mind. <laughs> so, so, so you said that it was Lando's droid who is very into droid rights. Yes. Speaking of droid rights, why aren't droids allowed in the Moss Eisley Cantina? So, I don't think it's ever been properly established as to why we're I can never pronounce his name Wura? Wura. anyway him beyond the bar why he doesn't want droids in there but what you've got to remember is that the galaxy 20 years ago had a massive war with a lot of droids mm -hmm. generally people were a bit down on droids after the clone wars Oh, so it's like a PTSD thing so you have all these old vets in there and like the sight of a droid yeah. might trigger them especially when they're drunk yeah, okay. maybe. Let's go with that. That's, well, that's yeah. what I've always thought. No, I mean, that, and I, I cause, yeah, I was thinking about that too. And um, because, yeah, the, because, well, because the, the side who wins the war, right, that would be the um, the people with the with the clone troopers. So, you know, even it, it's always a little, I feel like, for especially for people that don't follow, like, Star Wars that much, right? Like stormtroopers are the bad guys, but then obviously the clone troopers in the prequels in the prequels they're the good guys, and yes. the clone troopers. But then everyone is faked into thinking, even though because this was Palpatine playing three dimensional chess, um, he's the one that's also kind of like ordering all the creation of all these droids and also the creation of all these clones, essentially, because uh, the droids are from the separatists. So now the the stormtroopers are bad, but then the the so were the droids, even though at one point they were fighting against each other. But then everyone just believes that then it's droids are bad and Jedi are bad in the main, oh. like in the original trilogy. I have an uh, another theory why I just thought of they're not allowed in the cantina. It's because we go into the cantina, it's the middle of the day and the place is packed. So if you have droids coming in there, well, droids don't order drinks. Droids don't, droids don't eat food. <laughs> so it's sort of like when you have a coffee shop and those people just come in and sit and don't eat anything. They're just taking up valuable customer space. So it's like if everyone brings in their droids, well, that's like spots that other customers could be using. So I'm thinking they're not allowed in because they don't buy anything. So Or maybe it's like some pubs won't let you bring your dog in. Because <laughs> people are, some people are allergic that. to droids. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I mean, I, I think that's also... Cause we don't, the droids don't, well, I, yeah, I'm going to bring, so there's, because uh, droids in the cartoon series, right, in Star Wars droids, there is that, there's that one episode that, on, the other episode that I've watched of this is the one about Kaibo Ren. Um, yes. And I remember that at one point in there, uh, R, uh, R2 and 3PO are taking an oil bath. But it's like this, yeah. sort of like, it looks like a hot tub. And it's just full yep. of oil. 
right? And actually, and they sort of oil this. They like this oil baths, right? Like, it, they, I guess they're all their like joints get a little more loose. So yeah, three PO has one in A New Hope. Yeah. So I feel like them be if they go to a bar, if they were sold like a cup of like oil, like they would probably be for like buying if they had some credits they could buy some oil to like drink and or like you know just pour on themselves to have like well you see that um you see that droid bar in mandalorian yeah why oh. are they buying oil <laughs> is that they're just <laughs> buying oil to drink yeah well, they they don't have sat have right, they got like straws oh my oh. god I completely forgot about that so oh. So yes, yeah, so I guess like if if most Eisley wanted to capitalize on droids coming in, they could by selling them oil. But they're making a, a a decision not to sell to them because of their potential like hatred to droids because of the Clone Wars. But then if they drink oil, I mean, what happens when you have a lot to drink? You tell me. Do droids? Right. Do, do, droids have, <laughs> do, do droids need to go to the toilet? To the <laughs> No, if they it's... drink too much oil, they gotta they come out. Drip. It's gotta come out of something, right? Like, well, I, I'm imagining they don't program droids with like. Well, well, it's like when you change the oil on your car. There's a hole that you pour it in, and then there's like a hole where it comes out. So, like, does do droids have some sort of a mechanical butthole? I think this is the question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. That will be a good question for, for our listeners there. So go to our Discord and answer if you think that droids have mechanical buttholes. I'm going to say, that yes, is... that's headcanon, for sure. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that's also going to be the title of this episode when it goes on, on the <laughs> podcast feed. <laughs> Do droids have buttholes? Mechanical, I think mechanical butt. Yeah, that's a better one. Um, all right. Okay. What's, uh, <laughs> what's next on your list of questions, Kate? Um, uh, so if you two, I mean, I think I already know Jose's answer, but think practically day to day, if you could have any droid in the Star Wars universe, like as a companion, pet, whatever, uh, who would you pick? That's a good question. I'm going to go with ID10. So ID10 is... Iden Versio's droid from the Battlefront uh, oh, yeah. video game. So it's like a tiny little probe droid, but slots on her back uh, like oh. into an automated backpack, but can also float, so he can fly, basically. And he's got loads of little arms, so it just seems really, really handy. Just really useful, can get, go anywhere. That's Can't a... talk, but, you know, that's, that's fine. I don't, I don't need my toolbox to talk to me yeah actually i think a non-talking droid would probably be better <laughs> yeah oh no I, I definitely want one that talks uh i mean i feel like walking around with a k2so with me would be awesome but you know like imagine just walking down the street with this like really really tall droid that is pretty menacing looking but then he's just like yeah, I, I I think he would be a great companion. Or I also do like Dio from Rise of Skywalker, the little the little the single wheel one that had, like he kind of looks like a like a duck with a wheel. Oh, that's a good one. What what does that yeah. one do? 
he just says he's just very shy and like he just says <laughs> no 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 so so actually that that's a really good point because what we were saying earlier about personalities like that droid's damaged he's yes. emotionally damaged Aww. it was mistreated by a former owner and now it's got a stutter and you know, like a a real mistrust of other humans what but what what does it do like what is its protocol uh, i guess it's same as like an astromech droid i guess it's you know it's just there to but he talks do stuff uh let's see uh well he's a data storage and retrieval droid that's uh that's okay his, it's like a walking hard drive <laughs> kind of well, a rolling hard drive. A rolling, rolling hard drive. A shy, emotionally traumatized <laughs> yes. hard drive. Yes. Yeah. So Perfect. I really like. I really I, like. I'm his... wondering what that says about Jose. Is so that's his choice? <laughs> I want something well, that keeps all my secrets. <laughs> no, but he's because he he's like a he's like a dog that you adopt at like a shelter because he's so damaged. So you, I do want to like take Dio and like protect it and. And he's just kind of like cute looking, and I think he had a lot of personality uh, for just such, such a little thing. But then also, but then I, I feel like K two is so on the other end of the spectrum of the, of the droids that I would want. He's like really, really tall. He's very loyal too. He's very loyal to Cassian, and uh, you know he sacrificed himself for for the rebellion. So you know, I think K two S O is is a very good droid to have with you. And if you've got a droid that big. Why walk? Make him carry you. Because of droid rights. Like I want. I, I think I. <laughs> basically, I'm getting at like I just want a friend that that like um, goes with me everywhere, so that I can that, so that we can talk about things. Because well, <laughs> well, Kate, you've you've heard me have conversations with like Alexa, like you know, and that's not the name that we use for it in our house, but you, you know, I have conversations with it. I, you love having something to have a conversation with, like <laughs> me and Trev, and you know, you're like, I just want someone to talk to me. Yeah, so I guess so. Yes, yeah, so that's why I, an astromech or a droid like that would not be the thing for me. I just want someone to be basically following me around or with me. That's very loyal, like a dog, but that is able to like you know respond to me and and also is kind of like programmed to listen to me no matter what. So. I've- I yes. feel like this is, I'm learning a lot about our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, well, what about you, Kate? Do you have any uh, from the droids that you do know? I mean, is it, is it yeah. a gunk droid or is there, is there another mm. droid that you would like to follow you around? I do love the gunk droids. I, I, I think I would be very protective of it. I would worry about having that in LA because I know that they would just get like stripped for copper wiring, like the second it leaves the house. Um, no, actually, my limited droid knowledge, I think I would probably want the, uh, what's his name? It's B2 EMO or something. The, oh, from Andor. From Andor, because yes. he, he's basically an elderly dog that also <laughs> does helpful things around the house. But he even has a dog bed that he goes to. Like, <laughs> and he's just, and he doesn't talk too much. You know, like a C-3PO is just going to drive you crazy. Uh, and like a chopper is going to just um, try to murder you in your sleep, and you know, and sell your body part, uh, body parts. Uh, but I think, you know, B two EMO, he he keeps you company, and he like says like hello, like I missed you when you like walk when you come home. But you know, he's not gonna, he's not gonna overstay his welcome. And 
Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's like having a nice little friend who also do little chores around the house for you. He's a but good boy. What can that, what can that droid actually do though? I feel like he does things like oh, he goes like checks on go check on mom or whatever or I can't remember the name of her character. Um, it was a Fiona Shaw's character. Uh, Marva. Yeah, it's like go go take it like like well because she's like she's like bedridden and he's like feeding her you know because when Andor leaves she's really sick right so he's taking care of her somehow you know so it's like it's like a pet that like will then also take care of you in your old age like what what more can you ask for yeah Uh, so apparently it's a ground mech salvage assist unit assist that's a word in there. So, uh, he u- yeah, he uses his many tools to tow scrap. Oh. So that's 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 all he can do is pull things. <laughs> I just, but he's a friend. He's he's a, you know, he seems genuinely excited to see Cassian, like, and he like wiggles around. Like I don't know. I just think it's really cute. It's like he's like a dog. They, I, I've seen the the concept drawings when, when they were trying to figure out what V2 MO um, looked like. And there were apparently like two, two inspirations for it. One was the, you know, in the old, um, I think it was like the Tom and Jerry cartoons. There was like that, like really like strong looking dog that was right. Yeah. Fight. I know what you mean. Yeah. So that was the, inspir- one of the inspirations was that. And also a uh, cart, with trays so those are the two things that then the artist who designed them was like had to try you know to, to try to come up with with the final design so i mean i think you're you feeling like it's kind of like a dog is spot on because that was definitely one of the things that they were going for and you know then it's just this you know like card of trays that you know just to is to be very helpful and, and assist in having whatever it is that you need. Cause so that's, uh, it's, that, it's basically just inspiration. It's a, it's a, uh, obedient chest of drawers that follows you around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what more could you ask for? I mean, I do want to talk about the one thing that Disney in particular have done or taken really, really seriously with star Wars is the amount of distinct droid personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, they've done so many. We've spoke about most of the ones I had on my list, and they're all very different. But even, like, um, BD-1 from a Jedi Fallen Order game, you know, it's, oh, it's yeah. designed to be cute and have a personality. And, yeah, they, they are, like, pets. He's really good. Pets. And he can, like, he can stand on your shoulder. Oh. Yep. Oh yeah, I need to show this one to you, Kate, because yeah, this Please. one this one's great. Um, but yeah, that he's... that particular model droid, there's something very similar in one of the High Republic, really comic series, uh, Trail of Shadows, which has um, Emmerich Kaftor when he's investigating the Nameless. He's got one of those droids as well, so they've been around like 250 years. What I mean, they look exactly like this, or just sort of like generally, like size wise and. Yeah, size-wise, you know, little box and legs. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really good one. It's uh, Kate, it kind of looks like if you can see the in the camera. Oh, it's so small. Yeah, so it's. I'd be worried about this. breaking it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, but we so. do need, you know what, Jose, if we have a droid, we do need one with legs because we have stairs. Because, like, you know, like a, like a little one of those little rolly guys, like, like a BB-8 cannot go upstairs, I presume, right? I mean, do they think about this when they're designing the droids? Like, I mean... Well, well R2-D2 can use stairs. We, we see him do that in A New Hope. He kind of oh, yeah. wobbles his way down, left to right. That's right. Okay, yeah, he can... He shuffles. Yeah. Okay. And BB-8 has, like, those, like, those grappling hooks that he throw that he <laughs> yeah. shoots out to be able to go up things. Yeah, but that's just going to destroy the hardwood floors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently, that's another thing we just learned, that I would be okay with my house being destroyed if I had a BB-8, yeah. but apparently Kate is not. She's like, no, that's going to mess up our floors. <laughs> it's gonna, that's going to really screw up the resale value, Jose. No. got to think of these things. He's rolling around the entire house. That's a lot less. He's not putting any, like, you know, treads on the floor. That's true. Well, yeah, I suppose. But he's going to, yeah, like... Maybe it's more like a... Maybe it's more like Spider-Man and his web. So it's not like a grappling hook. It just sticks to the wall mm. um, and then pulls him up. As long as yeah. Jose is willing to repaint, you know, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to install a lot of, like, metal bar so that too so that it, when he throws out like he, he would know where to like what to grapple to well i guess we could do the well, it could just be like you know we carry it up and down the stairs yeah you have so, to do that with my dog anyways right exactly i was, I was thinking that and i was like we yeah. could, it is basically the same as as the dog yeah yeah i mean i i think k2so would be a little He'd be a little too big to go up some of the the stairs in the house, so he could live in the garage. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, do we have any other questions, Kate? I think you have very thoroughly answered and you know, all my questions, and I now know so much about droids. Thank you. All right. Well, <laughs> I so I wanna so so this so as I said earlier today or in, in this episode, right? Um, I said that we, I was playing the Star Wars droids uh, cartoon this morning, um, and Trev, I'll, I'll first ask Kate. Um, I want to know your thoughts, Kate, of that one single episode that you sort of watched. But then, Trev, um, I know you were a big Ewoks cartoon fan, so I want to know if you um, did you watch it droids cartoon when you were a kid or and what your sort of like general thoughts of that show like what they are so okay kate what uh so what were your impressions of off of that one single episode of droids it was very uh cheaply mass-produced 80s show my my (laughs) one observation was well i told you it was like a perfect sort of hybrid of 70s and 80s animation because mm-hmm. the character design felt very like oh we're getting into 80s they're thinking about the action figures kind of you know designs but the backgrounds were very like there was like random cross hatching and they were very flat like zero shading and that felt very 70s so um yeah i i appreciated the transitional nature of the, the aesthetics <laughs> <laughs> that was my impression i honestly i wasn't paying attention to the plot i know yeah there were there was these guys that were like blue and like one of the guys had spots on his face that would randomly turn red and i don't know if that was oh, an yeah. animation mistake or if that's just something 
that its species does when it's upset about droids running away. Uh, but yeah, that's that was my takeaway. What was Sarah, what, do you, what could you tell us about this cartoon show and what is your experience with it? I mean, yeah, I, I watched it when I was a kid. It was on, uh, like it would have been on after school on uh-huh. one particular day. And listen, I love these, not as much as I love the Ewoks cartoons, but, you know, they're, they're solid. They're class. There's what? a whole range of books that came with them and action figures, and it was more Star Wars than 1985. Nothing to complain about. <laughs> what was it, What what is it about the Ewoks cartoon that you liked more than the droids cartoon i think i think the animation is better in the Ewoks cartoons um you've got a lot more characters you get to mm-hmm. you know you were you already knew who the droids were um from the movies obviously the ewoks never spoke in return of a jedi so you couldn't really find out more about them but it's it's about their families, their tribes, a lot more characters, uh, a bit more fantastical as well. You know, there's everything from little fairies to big, massive creatures living in the jungle. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just cool. Yeah. Well, and the thing with the droids cartoon is that they they have another owner. So, like, I'm when I when watching this this morning, I was trying to figure out if you had to put it in a timeline, Trev. If we, when are the events of the adventure of C-3PO and R2-D2 taking place? Okay, so, obviously in uh, Revenge of the Sith, we see them working for the Organa family on Alderaan. That's where they end up with. Uh-huh. They then, at some point, leave the service of the Organa family and join the Intergalactic Droid Agency. So there is an agency where you can just hire droids and these droids will make their way to you. Is that like um, a temp, like a temp organization? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, they need employment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then you have the events of the droids cartoon. Then you have the events of the droids comic series, and then somehow they end up back with the Organas, ready for episode four. Wait, <laughs> so, does so it... they just go? I was gonna say, but don't they? They they talk about Luke, right? In the in the droids cartoon. It's like no, 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 no. This would be before. No, but I, or maybe I did. I not hear. You know what it is? It's like I thought they said Master Luke or something, but I probably just was spacing out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible. They don't right. Like I mean, they don't know where they were, where the whole series was going in 1985. So no, this could be. I mean this this could be after the. Um, the original trilogy. Are the events? No, because of the oh, there's some uh, empire. That's yeah. right. I mean, yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's not just Kaibo Ren uh, who's a villain. So, here, one other thing I did want to talk about is obviously we're just talking about droids' personalities and stuff, and we talked about L three having a big believer in droid rights. We've spoke about on the show before the droid Gotra, which are basically like a droid mafia. Oh, so yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they've got their own thing going on. And you've got currently got the Dark Droids comic series that's coming out. And that's established that there is such a thing as proper droid sentience. Oh, really? So you've, got this, you've got this droid called 
Ajax Sigma. So essentially the premise for this comic series is that all the droids are being taken over by a virus, essentially. A, a sentient virus that's spreading across the galaxy, converting every single droid into his own hive mind so he can take over and kill everything. So then it's but not a just... droid with sentience, it's just... No, there's this other droid called Ajax Sigma that can tell what's going on. Now, this droid lives in the colony of the Second Revelation, and he sends out crusaders to find other droids that have become enlightened and achieved true sentience. This is Westworld! (laughs) But this, this other evil virus thing is then a threat to their those droids and their little bubble of enlightenment. How does Ajax determine that a droid has achieved sentience? It's a very good question, and I do not have the answer. Whoa! <laughs> but I'm hope hoping that we will find this out. He's still fairly new. He was introduced in like a one shot called Revelations about two years ago, and yeah, this is the f- it's this series now that we're really first finding out about him. Didn't, um, what didn't Luke date a, a droid? <laughs> uh, no, Luke fell in love with the dead Jedi who transferred herself into a computer, but then transferred herself into the body of one of his students. Oh, but she was, ew. But <laughs> so he he dated a computer for a little. He bit. dated a computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God! You think about the people that write these things. <laughs> like this, it's it's just like their their innermost desires or whatever is like yes i would i i knew a person and i wasn't interested in that person but then they became a computer and i was like <laughs> oh man this is hot <laughs> and then that consciousness transferred itself into my student yes so now she's younger <laughs> It's a romance between a teacher and a student. But no, it's okay yeah. because she's like a thousand-year-old computer or whatever. <laughs> Jose was very was very upset when we first discussed that story and <laughs> the implications of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a lot to unpack. Yeah. I mean, I think... Was that our first um, Valentine's uh, episode? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the many lost loves of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Aww. I think it's like four, 14 of them or something. Luke, yeah. Why do they keep giving Luke's love interest? Because, like, you know, I've seen the, I've seen all the Luke stuff multiple times. That kid has no game. I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think that after the events of uh, Return of the Jedi, he maybe has he's he's a little more confident there. You know, he's he's all dressed in black. Yeah, but he. he He can do flips in the air to catch like lightsabers and stuff, you know. He's like he's a different Luke than the one that wanted to get power converters at Tachi Station. <laughs> I mean, Do- doesn't mean he's any good at flirting. No, I mean he, he he goes from like whiny dork to like monk. You know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's a, he doesn't ooze that sort of energy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the Han Solo Lando kind of energy, but you know, good for oh, Luke. Yeah. Good for Luke. I mean, well, because yeah. yeah, I mean. Well, because like when, when Mara Jade is introduced, like she just wanted to kill him, and somehow they end up getting married and having kids. But when they first get introduced, like yeah, she absolutely hates him, and it's not like he's flirting with her at all. He's just being like, 
oh, the force does this. And he is like, yeah, he is very sort of like Zen. And apparently that's hot. It's many years later, though. It, it, there was lots of years between those two <laughs> events. Just to clarify, it wasn't in the same book. Okay. Well, b- by the end of the Heir to the Empire trilogy, she doesn't want to kill him anymore. But does she like him like him? Well, they, yeah, they, they have a uh, an amicable working relationship. She trains with him on Yavin 4 for a bit. Um she also has a bit of a fling with Lando after that, so oh. you know, it's, not, it's not straight away. I did not know that Mary Jade was with Lando for a bit. Yeah, uh, it was. It was hinted at in one book, and then another book kind of retconned it as if it was all just a cover uh, because it helped because they were running like a, a smuggler's associate mm. business. I see. Um, so yeah, it was all a bit murky. I see. Uh, do we have any other characters with questionable relationships with their droids? <laughs> with their droids? Yes. Oh, there's tons. They just um, don't write Star Wars novels about them. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of fanfic out there with some questionable stories between droids and I wonder, characters. Oh, there's got to be. Though I taught, I taught Jose about Rule 34 last night. If it exists, there's porn of it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. I, I'm not about to go looking up droid porn nope. anytime soon. Though. Nope, no, that no, that is for no. the Discord users to look up for you. <laughs> but did not share. This is a family friendly uh, Discord, I think. So, oh, is yes. it? See, I don't. Yeah, well, oops. You can just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, is there anything else that we try that you have in there to to cover about droids? So my entire research and notes was a list of droids I wanted to talk about, and we literally covered every single one of those, and the little bit about Ajax Sigma. So we've covered, we've hit all my points. Didn't you? What was the what was the droid you mentioned at the beginning of the episode that you said that I should have said? Which one? When you said, like, when after I called you the RGD oh, Mistress Nemos, yes, what is, uh, what is a, a Mistress an, Nemos? An ancient supercomputer, uh, like the size of a building, size of a house, that three PO like uses to record his journal of events. That was only ever shown in like two stories of the LA Times syndication strip from seventy eight. All right. There we go. Yeah. Nice. That, that, that is an obscure. <laughs> that's what you do. That is what you do best. Um, okay. And let's see. Uh, I want to. I think we. You know, we've covered quite a bit actually, and a lot of random questions about what our favorite droids are. What droids do we want with us? Uh, what is? I. Uh, you know, maybe a closing question here, perhaps is. What kind of droid have we not seen in the Star Wars universe that you would want to see? Like, what is the the you? What does this droid do? Because if they invented one to hold up a cape, <laughs> like, there's still some out there that have not been invented. And you see those ones. This has just popped in my head. You see those ones in Attack of the Clones that are replacing the windows on that building mm-hmm. on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. 
So there's literally... There's, there's got one. to be a droid for every single specific task. There's like that chef droid too. And like, I think it was, yep. in, right? Um, that's just like chopping things. There's a, there's a bartender droid and a droid bar, right? Yep. So what's a droid we have not seen? We have murderous one that, droids, depressed one droids. One that makes your bed for you in the morning. That's pretty useful though, because you use that every day. Yeah, you nice. literally get out of bed, get dressed, turn around. This little droid's tucking your sheets in, folding your corners. That's all it does. It's just like fluffing your pillows. <laughs> that actually would Doesn't be talk. that would be very. Uh, I think that would be very popular droid because think of like all of the hotel industry would just have this droid on hand. You know, like it's very useful. Are there I mean, hotels? We've, we've already got robot vacuum cleaners. It's the next step, surely. Well, what about one that just brushes your teeth for you? Like, you just stand there passively, and it's like, do you do, like, a big one with an arm that goes, like, on your teeth? Or is it a little one that cleans your teeth and, like, like as a baby, like, you know? Now I've got visions of it's like, Jose in the morning with his K2SO droid behind him reaching around and brushing his teeth for it it's like little nanobots though you can just like release them on your teeth i like, and you spit I like them the, out. yes i like the idea of tiny like or tiny little droids that you just put in like your mouth and then they just like go to work and they just like brush your teeth and take care of of like yeah of your mouth i think that's great maybe they secrete like a little bit of a of a minty like thing also they're, they're, they're mechanical buttholes and then that's how they oh yeah. i like that yeah that's Ooh, what about one. a droid that would just that just follows you around when you're walking wait are wait whoa are, are do dogs exist in the star wars universe yes sort of okay but are they like our dogs or are they like dogs with, are they like jackson's where they're just like they wear spacesuits <laughs> and talk. I mean, you, you you do have like space dogs. Yes. Um, we see them in Mandalorian, so like humanoid dogs. Mm, okay. And I'm sure that dogs. I mean, d- cats definitely exist. Oh well, yeah, we have well, loth cats. Um, we have loth wolves. And well, yeah, if there's loth then... wolves, that applies loth dogs mm-hmm. potentially. And then there's in the in the High Republic right now. There's uh what the char hounds. So they are char hounds. Kind of, yep. They're like a dog, fire dog. Kind of so, po- kind of like a Pokemon, where you just combine like a an element with an animal, and then that creates a, a new species. So that's what our Charhound is. So you have a little droid that follows your dog around and cleans up after it when you go on walks. That would also be a very good one. Yeah. So you're basically. I mean, I guess this is how they exist, right? It's just like, what are the tasks? in our daily lives that we do not want to do. Therefore, you have a droid that does it for you. It makes the bed and it picks up after your dog. I think we're thinking too small here. I think we're like, basically, we're just looking around our rooms and like, oh, a a droid that toasts bread. Well, that's just a toaster. (laughs) (laughs) These things exist. Like we have litter boxes that clean up, you know, like... That's already. I mean, is that is that a droid? Kinda. I mean, essentially, if you've got a protocol droid, they could do all these things. They could make your bed. They could clean up your dog mess. They they can do all that. 
I would like a droid that follows me around and composes music to suit whatever um, situation I am in. Like, See? on the spot. Like, it I want, soundtracks I, your life. Yes, I want one that is soundtracking and scoring my, my day. Um, and it's not like... Because, you know, sometimes I like to... You know, when I'm driving around, like, sometimes if I'm going to work, and I just want my day to feel a little bit more epic, then I can play, you know, I'll, I'll play some score from whatever i mean it could be john williams but of course that, that so so does the choice but, so does the music you know. have to reflect what's happening exactly that's what time? i'm saying that's what i'm saying because so, if it was if it was any other would, sort of score it's not necessarily what i'm doing i just want it to be accurate to whatever is happening at the moment and that's what you that need then, to do it would that then be able to give you a heads up if you were about to be murdered kind of because yeah. the music would get all sinister yeah. So this droid actually sees a few seconds into the future so that it can know how to properly compose like and transition into that like into the right notes. And would it play like comedic sound effects if like you slipped on a banana skin? That is I think that does sound that is part of the score of a soundtrack of a of a movie. So yes. <laughs> if anything were to happen, that is one of the layers that would be laid into this droid's um yeah, absolutely. I think you need to send that to Elon Musk. <laughs> I don't. I don't want him in control of anything at this point. <laughs> like, no, no thanks. But some other, some other person out there that is have, into droids or creating robots, they can create this for me. Um, all right. I mean, maybe that was the kind of like the, the batshit crazy. Uh, question, perhaps. That's a, that's a good good place to finish on. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Any 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 other thoughts from you, Trev? Uh, no, I I can't get the image of little pooper scoop droids out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Kate? Do you have anything else you want to to ask us? Anything you want to talk about regarding droids or the Star Wars in general? Um, no. I mean, the only other question I'd like to ask is. How are you guys doing? You having a good day? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> it's the end of the day for Trev over there. Oh, He's that's okay. right. Okay. My my days is barely starting, so I'm also okay so far. I think, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. How are you, Kate? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, uh so yeah, well, thank you both for for today's episode. Um, you know, this possible is possible thanks to all the people supporting us either through Patreon subscriptions or getting some of our merch. Do not think that there is a new Patreon goal of me wearing a Leia, a slave Leia outfit. That is not happening, and do I'm not it. saying Yet. that. Over, that I'm not saying that so that we actually do it. It really is not. It will not happen. Um, Yet. <laughs> But if you'd like to help us out as well, go get your Star Wars inspired merch at utini.com slash merch or go to utini or patreon.com slash utini to become a Patreon member. And when you do, you get access to all of our episodes in advance and also um, a bunch of other utini member exclusives. Like, yeah, sometimes we some people come together and record episodes of things that are not released to general public, like we did with uh, Servants of the Empire a couple of weeks ago. And I know I've said that in the past few episodes, but that's what I got to plug at the moment. So become a member, do that. I don't know. If for some reason you haven't done that yet, make sure to join our Discord. Uh, you know, 
I've said that also every week, but yeah, you know, it's like active community uh, people there sharing their thoughts on the latest episode of whatever show on Disney Plus, like right now, Ahsoka or anything else. Uh, they're also reading reading along to the newest book release, reading selling their books and collectibles on there, sharing their artwork, fanfic. And most importantly, that is where you can get the latest news and discuss anything Star Wars archives. If you haven't joined, please head on over to utini.com slash discord and click the join now button on that page. And that is where I want you guys to tell me your thoughts about uh, mechanic buttholes on, on droids. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, and what, what droid do you want in your life uh, to exist? Not, not which Star Wars droid, but what if you could have any droid like we just did here. Either one that brushes your, brushes your teeth, one that soundtracks your life, or one that makes your bed. Just think outside the box. Be, yeah, just, yeah, go go there. Go out there. Do it. Um, all right. Trev, where can people find you and the podcast? So we are at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and I am at Davey Todd on Twitter. Kate, is there any social media stuff or anything you want to plug on your end or anything you want to say about yourself? Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, Kate is like Kate's well, thinking. I'm not giving these nerds my social media. Well, I, I don't use social media. No, yeah, yeah, you don't use social media. That's why I'm oh. like, I don't know if there's anything you want to talk about. So, uh, uh, well, I don't know. I have a I have a TV series that I wrote on that's dropping in December. If you want to watch that, but uh, what's right. it called? It's called Reacher. It will be premiering on Amazon some date in December. I don't know when that is, but I just realized this... I, di- I did watch the first season. I really enjoyed it. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> yes, I wrote on season one, so you can check that out. That is currently on Amazon, but season two is three months away, two and a half months away. Uh, so that's all I have. I've got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I am also on the Twitter. I am at D-J-O-X-I-I-I. So you can find me there. But yeah, the best place to reach us would be on um, on Discord. Oh, you know what? And I forgot to share the little, the little saber that R2-D2 uh, used in that one comic book you sent me um, uh, or that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Oh, so. the manga. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe that's another reason for me. Yeah, this is kind of like bringing it all together so I can do it with this episode. So I will do that on Discord. So go check it out. Anyways, uh, thank you, uh, Kate, for being the catalyst that made this episode <laughs> happen. Uh, the inspiration. Um, I mean, you're constantly inspiring me. You are. So I think it's, you know, it's it's what happens. So oh, thank you for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, thank you, Trev, my other inspirational person in here. <laughs> my other muse, Trev, for sure. Sure. Why not? Uh, and thank you to all of our Patreon members for supporting us and making this show possible. And, uh, and of course, to you, listeners, for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything Star Wars. And with that... I can now say radio out. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Star Wars fan code. Embrace it.
above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs>